this is Pastor Dan of Edgeboro Moravian Church. Welcome to the third Worship by Phone recording posted during the week of Sunday, June 7th. This recording is about 13 minutes long. Call this number back at any time to hear this recording again, and call back next week to hear a new recording. This past Sunday was Trinity Sunday, according to the church calendar. This week, we give thanks to God who created us and continues to create with us and through us now, who saved us and taught us and gave us a human companion in the faith in Jesus Christ, and who is always with us to care for us, guide us, and invigorate us through the Holy Spirit. Thanks to the Smith family for recording this service today. Uh, you will hear uh, Stephanie Smith first, followed by her husband, Eric, uh, and then their daughter, Hallie, will be reading a scripture passage for today, and then you will hear their son, Spencer, lead the closing liturgy along with the rest of the family. So thanks to the Smith family for recording for this service today, and as always, thanks to Gail for the music. Hello, everyone. This is the Smith family the Eric Smith family. Uh, we've been asked to bring you this week's uh, readings and scripture. Uh, we've been asked to give you just a small update on us and how we've been doing the last uh, 10 or 11 weeks here at home. We miss you all, our church family, and seeing your faces on Zoom is just not the same as seeing you all live and in person. We hope you are all safe and healthy and doing well. And uh, a small update, we all have now completed our school years in their various forms. Uh, I have completed working virtually with all of the students that I service. Eric has become a doctor, so he's now Dr. Smith officially. And he's completed working with his students virtually and is going to be wrapping up with his uh, teachers this week in trainings. Spencer has finished his college work virtually in uh, May. He took his finals and now he is doing an internship uh, co-op, they call it, for the summer. It is paid with Dewey Engineering in uh, that he goes to Upper Dublin and is working on a middle school that they are building in that area. And we and Hallie uh, just graduated, in a sense, from Freedom. And uh, she is now the class of 2020. And we thank you all that drove by today and celebrated with us, uh, with her, in her virtual drive-through celebration that we were able to have at our outside of our house today. For our prayer concerns, uh, I'd like to lift up our country at this very difficult time. Uh, there are uh, many tensions, both with the uh, racial problems that we're having and also still uh, with COVID-19. Many people are uh, very confused and very upset and very scared uh, for the future of our country in many ways. So uh, I, I lift up all the people in our country and our leaders that we may make some, some good decisions uh, and bring some peace to our country. Uh, we wish peace to all of you, uh, and we hope you have a wonderful week. Our next scripture reading is Psalm 8. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, 
You have founded a bulwark because of your foes, to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the fields, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the path of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Our next scripture reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 11, verses 11 through 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order, listen to my appeal, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit will be, will all, will be with all of you. This week's reading from 2 Corinthians is only three verses long, but they're powerful words. The Apostle Paul doesn't need many words to make a powerful statement. So these are Paul's final words of this letter, and as we know, last words can really stick in people's minds. In that first verse, which is where I'm focusing... Uh, After rejoice, the Apostle Paul wishes that the Corinthians would, quote, put things in order. So what does that even mean? Now, before we get too far into thinking that Paul is encouraging us to completely reprioritize our lives, let me point out for us a a certain direction. Because here's one of many places in Scripture that English doesn't really match up well at all with the original Greek that this was written in. Side note here, you don't have to know Greek to account for these translation discrepancies in Scripture. That's why there are so many English translations of Scripture, so just look at multiple translations. So what we heard was from the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version. I want to bring in the NIV, the New International Version, for comparison because that translation seems to be closer to what Paul's trying to get at. So put things in order becomes, in the NIV, strive for full restoration. It's helpful to know that this is the same word used in the Gospels when the disciples are mending their fishing nets. And though I have never mended fishing nets before, I haven't really done too much mending, period. But I would imagine that mending fishing nets, just like mending anything, you know, fixing something that's broken, takes a lot of time and effort and work. So this phrase, this word that Paul is using, is less about reordering our lives than it is about the work of mending and healing within a community. And this makes sense. First and second Corinthians are letters written to early churches with deep conflicts and divisions. They're trying to figure out how this is all supposed to work. And here is Paul ending this second letter to them, wishing that this community would restore itself, mend itself back together, heal, be of one mind, and live in peace with one another. That sounds like a few things that we need right now. From the pandemic, from the protests, from being heartbroken, from sickness, from being apart, 
from carrying so much stress and anxiety day after day over the last few months, from coping with so much change. Over the last few weeks, we have seen a lot of pain and division come to the surface. Mending and healing is going to take a lot of time and work and patience and prayer. I pray that we might be able to rise to the challenge of mending our community and be invigorated by our triune God. On the week of Trinity Sunday, we are reminded that our Creator, our Redeemer, and our Sustainer has promised to be with us always, has promised to make something new among us, has promised that resurrection is real, has promised to continue working in us, around us, and through us, and has promised to heal our hearts as we engage in the work of mending our community. Amen. This is the closing prayer taken from the Liturgy of Peace and Justice. How should we come before the Holy One and bow before God on high? God has shown us what is good and what is required to do justice, to show constant love, and to walk humbly with our God. If you do away with the yoke, the clenched fist, the wicked word, if you give your bread to the hungry and relief to the oppressed, then your light will rise like the dawn. Your goodness will go before you and the glory of God behind you. Praise God, all you nations. Praise God, all you people. Put not your trust in rulers, in mortals, in whom there is no help. There will be one who will rule with integrity and govern with justice, one who will be like a shelter from the wind and a place to hide from the storm. One who will be like streams flowing in a desert, like the shadow of a giant rock in a barren land, one whose eyes and ears will be open to the needs of the people. Our, Our God, God says, Here is my servant, whom I strengthen, the one I have chosen, with whom I am pleased. I have filled him with my spirit, and he will bring justice to every nation. He will not lose hope or courage. He will establish justice on the earth. He will teach us what he wants us to do. We will walk in the paths he has chosen. He will settle disputes among the nations. He will arbitrate for many peoples. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of him, we will beat our own swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not lift up sword against nation, neither will they learn war anymore. Justice will roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And the effect of righteousness will be peace, and the result of righteousness will be quietness 
and trust forever. And we will abide in the peace habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. We will live in peace, and no one will make us afraid. God has shown what is good and what is required to do justice, to show constant love, and to walk humbly with our God.